Come gather round the campfire and hear our ghostly tales of chilling terrors, darkest woes, and anything that goes bump in the night. So cuddle up with your best friend or dare it alone. The darkness is closing in and spirits are calling your name. This is Fireside Phantoms. Welcome, welcome, dear listeners, to the top paranormal and paranoid news by Fireside Phantoms. You're listening to the first episode in what we think is going to be many, many more this year. That's right. For those of us who love the paranormal and also get super paranoid about the news. (laughs) (laughs) Why would you think we would get paranoid about the news, Carol? But I I promise you we're staying away from anything political. Yeah, we're not not political. um, Yeah. Yeah, because that's too scary for us. Yeah, it's too scary. <laughs> so hitting the top of the list is, I'm sure you've all heard, the Monolith Saga. Yes. And I mean saga because they are appearing everywhere. That's amazing, isn't it? Right. And I, I'm sure most of you have heard the story already. A shiny rectangular looking object straight out of Star Trek. It does look that way. Um, and the first one started, I think, did it appear like end of November? Is that when? In Utah? Um, I have down November 27th. It was found in Utah. I don't know if you knew this, Holly, but now there's an entire Wikipedia link listing and following all the monolith sightings, which are appearing daily all over the world. And I'm talking about daily. That's crazy. That is crazy. It is. I think the latest one has now appeared in El Paso, Texas. I have. I have. Well, I have a list, but there, this has probably already changed. But I, do you want me to read you the list or do you sure. want to go through the list? Do you have a list? Sure. Let's compare my list with your list. Sounds good. Okay. The first one I have down was Utah on November 27th. That was a pretty one. That was kind of cool, but they took it. Some guys showed up in the middle of the night and took it down. They're not the people who put it up. Right. But they didn't want it up there, so they took it took it upon themselves to take it down, I guess. Um, the next one I have was on November 28th in Romania. Romania. Yeah. And that one, to me, looked like a knockoff because it didn't look of the same material. Would they be able to create a knockoff within one day in a time zone on the other side of the planet? Like, how, how would they do that? I don't know what time zone is Romania. Are they a full day behind? It's in the Romanian time zone. So maybe it's I think, I think two that days they're, behind. I think they're before us because they're in the middle of Europe and Europe is before us. So they would have had to time travel back in time, mm-hmm. discover the Utah monolith, fly back to Romania and create it before anyone was the wiser. And then that it was discovered the day after the one in Utah. And the thing about that one, too, is it was in a remote place. In Romania, yeah. Also, they're in random spots. And then there was one in California. I've got multiples in California. Yeah, me too. There's even a gingerbread one. There's a gingerbread <laughs> monolith. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. So the gingerbread monolith was actually built. It was seven feet tall, and this appeared in Corona Heights Park in San Francisco. Yeah. So I think it was like a joke, and because you know aliens or. Some mysterious people definitely didn't put it up. They specifically built it out of gingerbread. It's so funny. Um, so this particular monolith, nobody's taking it down. They're not. I would be eating it like with a fork, just going over there and I taking know. a bite off of it. I would too. I, it's got to be covered with ants. Well, I had down on December 2nd, there was one discovered at Ask- Ascadero, California. Yep. 
Okay. Atascadero. It's a mountain. It's a weird name. And then December 5th, Joshua Tree National Park in California. Oh, yeah. I love Joshua Tree. And then December 5th or 6th, Santa Clarita, California. A lot of California. Yeah. And then December 6th or December 7th, Los Padros National Forest, California. Wow. I didn't realize there was that many in California. I got all of this off of USA Today. Oh. So isn't that interesting? I mean, the it's, mainstream news it's is covering funny this? that all the news cycles are carrying this story. I think they're all freaked out about I, it. I know, it's kind of freaky. Because there's nothing, like when they tore down the monolith in Utah, it was just wire and like basic. There was nothing alien about it or weird. It was lightweight. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably a publicity stunt that like somebody's doing. Yeah, but like you said, they would have had to have had these already pre-made, yeah. right? They yeah. couldn't have just gotten them up that quickly. And then how come nobody has seen them being put up? Or they just weren't paying attention and they, they, you know, who knows, maybe they had them all put up at the same time and just waited for people to discover them. Maybe. I don't know. And some people are saying that there was actually a gold one in Colombia. Oh, cool. I have um, North Carolina. There was one found. Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania on December 6th. Was there one in Oregon? Not that I've seen so far. Um, Isle of Wight in England on the beach. Oh, yeah. They're all over Europe, too. There's they're one all in over Spain, yeah. Germany. But there's no indication. Like, if it is a publicity stunt, it's doing a shitty job because what exactly are they advertising? I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, it reminds me of the, you know, the monolith that was featured in Stanley Kubrick's film 2001 Space Odyssey. Yeah, a lot of people are comparing it to that. Although that one was black. But it was a symbol for, well, I don't know if it was a symbol, but it was a tool for an advanced alien intelligence to guide and communicate with the human race. See, that's, okay, that's kind of my impression. Let's let's just go down that rabbit hole, shall we? Let's say it is put here by aliens. To me, I would think it would be a marker for them to navigate by. Okay. Or a communication I'm, device. I'm going to take that theory and lower it. <laughs> because, <laughs> because okay. as much as I would love to believe it's aliens, I think it's people who want disclosure of aliens putting out huh. these symbols to alert that we know aliens exist and it's a symbol to show everyone that knows Stanley Kubrick's Space Odyssey uh -huh. that the aliens are going to be uh, being revealed soon to mass humanity. And that's why they're putting up these monoliths as like a symbolic um, calling card, okay. right? Not to the aliens, but to other people. I am going to take that theory. And lower it again? I'm going to I'm going to parallel it. Oh, parallel it same, and twist it? On the same it? level. And I'm going to say the aliens themselves are yes. behind the PR stunt. But why would they use crappy, um, because that's, they're cheap so, materials? They're, because they're fucking with us. Because they are so intelligent. That they are like, you know what? We're not wasting our good metal on All, this. Yeah, we don't have to put good metal down here. What we're going to do is we're going to be very subtle in how we announce our arrival. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're just going to put these monoliths all over the planet Earth. And we're going to sit back and relax. And we're going to drink our alien punch. And we're going to watch and see how the humans react. And then very, very slightly, we will start putting like little baby aliens down there to see how the people react to the baby aliens. Okay, so if the aliens are putting them up, why are they being taken down so quickly? People are taking them down. 
the governments or people? Um, the only one I know that was removed was the one in Utah. And um, they were just people who did not feel it should be out on national land. No, they're all being taken down. Oh, all of them are being Except taken down. Except for the gingerbread one. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they are, it's probably because they weren't permitted to be put up in the first place. And so the government probably is taking them And they're and stuff where yeah. they don't have... Well, there was a collective called The Most Famous Artists, and that is um, a group of artists that took credit for it, and one in California, and is selling... <laughs> it's like a terrorist organization. We're taking credit for the monolith art displays <laughs> right. all throughout the world. It's like, what? A collective called The Most Famous Artists took credit for it, and one in California. So, so they're saying that the one they built in Utah was the same one they did in California, but not all of them they did. Yeah. And they're selling replicas now for people for $45,000 Oh each. my God, 45000 so, Yeah, so some people are theorizing this is just a big copycat from artists trying to get like people to notice their art. But um, they're all triangles shaped and they're all a lot of them are this shiny that metallic metal. that metallic material and, and they're all pretty much lightweight um and hollow inside so you can easily take them down so yeah. i just the whole thing just smells fishy how do they not blow over it makes me very paranoid to be honest how do they not blow over because they're dug into the ground oh it says, as of this writing, the pieces have appeared twice in Canada, 14 times across 11 European countries, as well as South America, mm. Colombia, Africa, Morocco. Holy cow. Well, that's a lot. And meanwhile, here in America, 12 monoliths have appeared throughout eight states and the District of Columbia. So it's not a matter of where next will it appear it's when will it stop at this point because people are like okay enough with the art <laughs> projects it's weird because again when you have something like this if your intention is publicity yeah then you have to figure out a way to tie it to the thing you want attention for but just putting out like a blank monolith like that with no indication of who put it there or what it's advertising is weird. Maybe there's going to be a movie, a Space Odyssey 2021. That'd be interesting. I mean, that it would, would be really cool. It would be an effective movie um, publicity stunt. It does sound like a movie publicity Cause stunt. Because they can um, tie it to that. But no, as far as I know, no studios have come forward to claim it was theirs. Well, here's something. In recent news, SETI detected a strange radio signal from the area of the galaxy known as Proxy. Centauri, and I guess that's a constellation cluster or galaxy cluster. Mm. Um, and it's really close to comparing the mysterious wow signal of 1977, so people are all excited about it. What's the wow um, signal? Can you give us some more information? Um, well, that one was reported um, December. Oh, no, that was in 1977, but that was the signal that inspired the movie Contact. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was a signal that inspired Star Wars because Star Wars came out in 1977. No. <laughs> <laughs> it might have. Did it bring um, George Lucas to the planet Earth and then dropped him off? And he's <laughs> like, I'm here to make a movie. Maybe. A movie that will change the lives of millions of people. It's probably what <laughs> And it then was. a movie that has puppets that then will make everybody sad. <laughs> no, um, I think that people are excited about it. But here's the thing. It was not supposed to have been released that information it was leaked to the guardian by an anonymous source which has caused a great stir in the scientific community because they were not ready to come out with the findings 
and they don't have their scientific paper yet on it, but they're announcing that they'll probably have it completed and submitted in January of this year. Oh. What they're basically saying is even though this big news was sent out to, you know, the Guardian and everybody's excited about it, um, nothing to see here, folks, move on yeah. because they don't have a report yet. They oh. can't really go further into the research about it because it hasn't been vetted. And and unfortunately, there's been a lot of signals. A lot of people don't realize this, but there's signals from time to time that they get. Mm-hmm. A lot of time, those signals really are just interference oh. from others, other like other satellite source. Uh, yeah energy sources like Mm -hmm. um, radio waves and things like that. UFO spaceships. So most likely, Evan Warden, a director at Breakthrough Initiatives, related that really the signal will most likely fail to be confirmed as alien contact. But I think people are excited about it because when it was announced, it was back in December of 18, 2020, even though the signal was detected in April of last year. Oh, but people are excited about it. So to me, I thought, well, that could that have a correlation why we're seeing all these art projects oh, popping up everywhere? Because people are really excited about it. Right, right. Um, huh. So I found that in the news. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, it is. And speaking of mysterious monoliths, I found this story from Tim Banal. Of course, it's on one of our favorite shows, Coast to Coast. Yay, Coast to Coast. But it was also featured in um, an online media source, The Sun Star, which I guess reports a lot of um, European stories. Um, But this was uh, taking place in Ireland. An Irish farmer by the name of Donald Bohane, hopefully I've said his name right, has told local media he's been cursed with bad luck for the last 10 years and believes that his misfortunes were caused by an ancient standing stone which was knocked over on his property. Hmm. According to the Sun Star, a local media report, they stated that Bohane has continuously seen his fields flooded and his cattle falling ill to disease constantly over the last decade. In trying to figure out what might be causing these ongoing problems, he exhausted almost every avenue. One day, though, the farmer wondered if it could all be tied to a fateful day in which one of his bulls knocked over a big monolith-looking stone on his property. Quote, I looked back, and everything traces back to that incident about 10 years ago. This ancient stone, the standing stone, which dates back to the Bronze Age, was believed to have been used for some religious group or spiritual purpose in the past. A lot of people in that area still believe in fairies, and real druids still exist. In a final attempt to remove the dark cloud over his life, Bohane asked a folklore professor to help, and she shared contact information for two practicing druids, Jan and Karen Tetaru, who said they would come out to his farm and investigate the situation. The druids determined that the upright stone had probably caused a problem with certain elementals or fairies mm. who had cohabitated with Bohane on the property when it fell. The stone perhaps blocked an important ferry crossing, and in revenge, they have been causing, as Harry Potter would say, mischief and madness for the last (laughs) 10 years. And while that explanation may sound a bit crazy to some, the Druids said there have been many cases of misfortune to people and their property when they build and expand residences on fairyland or sacred spots. Hmm. Well, remember Glam's Castle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So they had to move that whole castle construction to a different site. I remember. Because every time they were building it, they'd come the next day and all their building would ha- would be raised to the ground. 
leveled to the ground. Those damn fairies. And they they believed it was fairies. It was fairy kingdom. Yeah. Um, So, and this was a long, long time ago they did that. So equipment was brought in to erect the stone back up and stabilize it in its same spot. And it was heavier than the aluminum ones that were seen. (laughs) It actually took like some actual heavy duty equipment to get it back. And they also performed a series of rituals to clear the spirit road or energy line of any blockage to put an end to the dark shadow. Nice. So um, we're going to have to see if it helped at all because yeah. this just this just happened. So. Oh, really? Yeah. So they restored the fairy's um, path. Path. And hopefully the fairies will leave his cattle alone and the, his land alone. The fairy freeway is now back in order. The fairy freeway. <laughs> That's a very good I'd set story. up some cameras to yeah. get the fairy freeway action yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah. Well, could leave some pebbles out for them. I don't know. What do fairies like to eat? We are into the new year. I can't help, though, but bring up some interesting stories because we weren't airing during that time we were on break. Mm-hmm. But there were some interesting stories that we've missed. Um, One that got many people really scratching their heads and very, very upset was the nativity scene that was put up by the Vatican in St. Peter's Square. Did you hear about this? No. So instead of a nice traditional comforting nativity set for people who couldn't go to church in 2020, no. They put up a sci-fi nativity display. Sci-fi? Yeah, that included 20 ceramic figures shaped like Egyptian sarcophaguses. Whoa. I, did I pronounce that right? Carsophagi? I think, yeah, I think or you did. Which included an astronaut looking dude as like one of the wise men, I guess. And a <laughs> giant bird with like an executioner helmet, sword, and shield. <laughs> and an angel... That seriously looks more like a cell phone tower or an Egyptian dyad that basically is like a pillar-like symbol in hieroglyphs representing stability. And usually it's associated with Osiris. I got that off of crystal links. Um, (laughs) The Egyptian god of the afterlife and the underworld and the dead. Also, this is really creepy. So in some of the pictures, the baby Jesus was wrapped up in a red cloth so you couldn't even see the baby Jesus. Uh But then in other pictures, it looks like Okay, the baby Jesus is not a, a baby. It's a little kid that looks exactly like a wine cork, like a top of a wine. Seriously, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. So what did the church say about using all this Egyptian <laughs> symbolism in their uh, nativity scene? That's yeah, so weird. Yeah, it's very weird. But the, the thing is, they called it like an art project because the Vatican, every year, they use a different nativity scene. And usually it's donated by towns or artists in the area. So they Mm -hmm. commission the work, right, to do this. Mm -hmm. And the display, this particular display, though, uh, was made by students and teachers in Castelli. And this is an Italian town. And it was done back in 1965. Mm. And then pieces were done over that time through, like, 1975. Mm -hmm. And they used to travel around. And it used to be a set of 54, but... um, a lot of them have been damaged and destroyed, probably because, you know, people threw tomatoes at it. <laughs> no, I can't. But it just is weird that they would recycle this hand-me-down project because at this time of year, back in 2020, these artists were like, thanks a lot. We could have really used the money this year right, right. for yeah. the work, but yeah. they didn't give it to them. Wow. Instead, they used this astronaut-type sci-fi thing, which is another sign that people are saying... 
means the Vatican is going to get on board with aliens this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, how crazy would that be if they came out and were like, you know what? We yeah. thought about it. Yeah, aliens. aliens are true. And the Egyptians are aliens and Jesus is an alien. We're all so, aliens, by so the way. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. The world but, would tip on its axis if that happened. Yeah. So but along along those lines of being, you know, pissed off at the Vatican, I think there's a patron saint who also might be less than pleased with the nativity scene because this also happened in the news, you know, during Christmas break, which we mm. didn't, you know, yeah. air any episodes on. So supposedly there's this holy relic holding the blood of Saint San Gennaro, the patron saint of Naples, Italy. Uh-huh. And according to many news sites like Reuters News, during an annual ceremony they performed on December 16th, the blood of San Gennaro failed to liquefy despite two rounds of praying by the faithful, which some in the southern Italian city see as an omen of very bad things to come. Oh, God. So this this blood that is dried and is supposedly of this saint um, is brought out three times a year. One is September 19th is a day that they usually bring it out. They thaw it out then? Um, They bring it out in May and then December 16th. And every time they bring it out, the blood is dried. But then when they pray and they do the service, it liquefies and it's a miracle, right? So it's this holy relic. And scientists are really, I mean, they... They say that the substance inside the sealed vial does appear to be dried blood, but they can't explain why it sometimes turns into liquid, and sometimes it does after prayers are said. So the last time the blood failed to liquefy Holly (laughs) was on September 19th, 1980, when just two months later, a massive earthquake hit southern Italy and killed more than 3,000 people. Ooh! So they're just a little paranoid. This next story, I think you're going to like a lot. Okay. It's about a very haunted doll. I like those. Oh. Can hey. you guess? Is it Lily? <laughs> <laughs> Holly, tell us a little bit about Lily, shall we? I gave Carol a Christmas gift this year. It was Lily, the haunted doll. Oh, she's such a good friend. She I is. <laughs> <laughs> She's creepy as fuck. And yes. what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to put her, I think, by your door or windows so she can protect your house from evil coming inside. But you're not supposed to put her in your bedroom while you're sleeping because she gets bored and she gets into trouble. So she she gives me this gift. She's all excited. Now, Holly is a great... I got great, it on Amazon. Ho- oh, God. <laughs> Holly is a great giver of gifts, right? So yeah. she gave me this beautiful comfy... <laughs> Um, Gryffindor. Oh yeah, your sweater. sweater. Yeah, her Harry Potter sweater. Yeah, yeah. I was really excited about that. Then I opened this box that has this creepy as all. I told heck. Carol when I handed her the gift, I said, "If you want to regift this, I'll totally understand." <laughs> <laughs> wearing, it is, it is uh, very dark and creepy. Wearing a red crimson dress with like yeah creepy tears on her face or whatever. But she um, looks like an evil possessed doll. She totally does. But her hair is so pretty. She um as weird as it was when you opened that gift. Yeah, you guys were marry, wearing matching outfits. I know that was super creepy. Both same color, like her dress matched your sweater and your hairs matched. It's and exact. I was like. This is like giving Carol a this mini is, me. I know, it was really spooky. <laughs> it was really spooky. So Holly explains this haunted doll as like my my gargoyle as the same yeah, thing. It's like, like a, it's like a gargoyle. Carol, it's like your gargoyle. Yeah. Although I read further on the box and it says... 
definitely you don't want her out during, you know, any time the spirits are at their height, which is basically Halloween. Yeah. When you would put her out. Yeah. Because I guess she can get haunted. I thought, oh, so she's not supposed to be out during Halloween. I don't know. It's really confusing. Oh. I Because the box says keep her out. Of, keep her out. Keep I thought, her out. I thought the box said to keep her October out Between October 31st through... 30, oh. October through November 1st. Okay, and I was thinking she was only supposed to be out for the month of October, but they're saying just put her away for for that month, but keep her out the rest of the year. I Or maybe I have it backwards because I was like, so I got to have this creepy doll out the rest of the year, <laughs> but then with my cool Halloween decorations, I have to put her away. I think I have it backwards, or they printed it wrong. But anyway, huh. if you put her by a, by a window... Or by glass, yeah, mirror, yeah, or even your TV, yeah. Something could come through that, yeah, and get into your doll, yep. Holly. And there's been stories, well, stories about people saying their Lily doll is haunted. Well, I slept with her in my room like I'm not supposed to before I gave her to you. No, she's not supposed to be in your bedroom. But she was before I wrapped her in her box. And I could hear her trying to get out of the box. No, you couldn't <laughs> stop it. <laughs> well, right now she's in my office, so she's nowhere near okay, a good. portal. Thank I goodness. think she'll be okay in your office. I'm not too worried about Unless it. Unless she's seeing right into the computer screen. But you know what, Carol? If what? she does become haunted, that will make a great story for the I know, podcast. I know. So we'll have to like think about <laughs> <laughs> but basically, that is a good segue into this haunted doll story. Okay. So this haunted doll, Annie, uh, is a doll that is said to be possessed by demons and started crying real tears Ooh. at a paranormal investigation at Hideout Bar in Wrexham, England. I think Wrexham? it is. It's Wrexham? named Wrexham. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> it's with a W, though, not uh, rectum. Oh, well, pretty close. Pretty close. They're cousins. I definitely need to enunciate that one. Rectum. <laughs> anyway, so this, this all happened, and they're, like, freaking out about it because even though the doll has done weird things, she's never cried real tears. Mm. And they notice that now her face is permanently stained. Just like Lily. Yes. Mm. I wonder if Lily was crying real tears and that's why her face is all fucked up. <clears throat> it's just crazy. It's so so creepy. We got to move on from, from the creepy, awesome. creepy, creepy dolls. And let's talk about zombies. Okay. Mind controlling fungus make zombie cicadas lure other cicadas to a zombie <laughs> fate. This is a real story. Wow. Um, and this is like on Scientific Today, or I mean, this is on a science website, right? right? So it's credible. It was written by Mindy Weisberger on July 31st, 2020. So maybe not super recent news, but there's been other articles all, you know, this year on it. Okay. Also in okay. 2021. Yep. So basically they're saying that there's this fungus that in infects the cicadas. And what it does, it enlists their helps to make zombies. So how it does it is... It causes these cicadas' um, abdomen to be filled with these yellow spores, and it tricks the males into convulsing their wings to flick in movements that are typically performed by females to attract their mates. Weird. So now think about this. This is real confusing for the males because they yeah. see other cicadas acting like females, right. and they get confused. Right. So they hurry on over 
to mate with the female that they think is a female and the males go gotcha we're actually males (laughs) and we're gonna we're gonna shoot our zombie fungus in you (gasps) and that's what they do and then so then they're mind controlled zombie cicadas whoa and if that's not bad enough so you know usually fungi attack animals and things after they die not Mm -hmm. when they're alive so they're alive with this fungus eating them away and basically attacking entire you know right insect colonies or families right and and it's spreading to other things so now there's zombie ants Zombie ants. There's zombie flies. Zombie, what? Yeah. So there's two new species of fungi that were found in Denmark, and they and they infect flies, and they also eject spores from the abdomen. And oh my god, this is just like the movie Aliens. <laughs> it's it's really scary. So the fungus starts consuming its genitals, and then they follow it up by eating their fat reserves, and oh. then over time, their reproductive organs are gone, and then their muscles. But all the whole time, all this happening, they're alive. They're alive. Ugh. And they, um, there. This is interesting because scientists say. The reason why they act like zombies is because there's they are doped out. This fungi produces a chemical similar to the mushroom psilocybin. <gasps> really? So they are literally zombies, and it allows them to keep living unaware because <gasps> they're zoned oh, out man. as the fungus feeds on their insides one by one. Oh, shit. And then what they're doing. Okay, so you guys want to know where this was done. This was research. And it was done by the University of Copenhagen in collaboration with the Natural History Museum of Denmark. So they probably have these zombies on display. And they've also found this same fungi, so which have attacked the flies, that now these flies are attacking bees. And it's kind of crazy oh, because no. you know what? They're literally zombies. Get it? <laughs> zombies. Nice, nice joke. Oh, no. Nice play on word. Thank you. But really, we don't want that to happen to bees because bees are so important to our ecosystem. Right. That's not good. Right. So, so now we have zombie bees. Are they going to infest the killer hornets? The murder hornets? That was That's old news. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're well, into new news. Not if they become zombie hornets. Zombie murder hornets. Just zombies. They're just everywhere. They're in Ugh. their entire insect kingdom now are zombies. So they're all high on psilocybin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're getting slowly digested and they don't even realize it. They don't realize it because they're high. Oh, my God. Yeah. Isn't that great news? <sighs> it's not only paranoid news, but it's kind of paranormal. It's very scary. I wonder if they're having a spiritual experience when they're on it. Because, you know, mushrooms, they're, oh, they're, yeah. that's the thing. People say they have like a spiritual experience on it. Anyway. Absolutely. Okay. Next. Not all paranormal and paranoid news is all bad. Okay. For example, in 2021, the movie A Quiet Place Part oh, 2. Oh, yeah. Which was supposed to have hit the theaters in March of 2020. But because of COVID, was forced to change scheduling. Well, now it's going to be released in April of 2021. Oh, good. Hopefully it will be. You didn't like that movie? No, I did. I just hope that the second one does get released at some point because movie theaters, I think, are all shut down right now, right? But you know what will be great? Huh. You know how difficult it was for people to be quiet in a quiet place with their <laughs> with their popcorn and stuff? Right. This year, it won't be a problem because they'll all be wearing their masks inside or maybe outside a drive-thru mm-hmm. watching it yeah 
So they can't make a sound. Are they going to distribute it via um, like Netflix too? Because that's where I imagine a lot of people will just watch it from there. I don't know. I didn't research that part. Yeah. And Ghostbusters Afterlife is coming out this year. Right. With um, the, the kids of the Ghostbusters, right? That's right. So this is going to be kind of following back the traditional Ghostbusters with like Dan Aykroyd. Right. Bill Murray's in it. It's got a lot of the original cast members of right. Sigourney Weaver, but it's minus Harold Ramis, who I think passed away. He did, and he was, um, didn't he? I think he helped write the first mm-hmm. one, right? Him and Dan so. Aykroyd wrote it together. And Dan Aykroyd is actually helped uh, producing this one. Oh, okay. So, but he's in it also. Oh, good. Yeah, so this one is going to release in June 11, 2021. Oh, good. Same day the Mayan calendar ends, according to some people. I thought it ended in. 2012. Anytime it ends with a 1 or 11 or a 0 or a 2020 or an 11 or a 12, it's the end of the world. (laughs) Just deal. I didn't know that. Yeah. I do now, though. I'll stop asking questions. Pretty much every calendar day (laughs) is the end. It is the end. It's always the end. And this brings us to the end of our news. News. Except we've got one more thing. Yes. Holly and I got a very special gift for Christmas. Both of us, coincidentally. Well, we, we've told you guys in the past that we're both professional tarot readers. And we write, read tarot cards all the time for people. Mm-hmm. So we thought it'd be fun to incorporate tarot cards into our podcast. Once so, in a while. Once yeah. in a while. So we're going to be doing a spread on the monolith to find out what's really going on. Thank you, Holly. And explain what deck we're using and the story behind that. Yes. So the deck we have. Both of us. Is Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas tarot deck, which is lovely. It's awesome. I got this for myself, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I saw it online. I'm like, oh, I really want that. So I bought it. And then, of course, I ran over to Carol's house. I'm like, Carol, Carol, look at my new tarot deck. And she starts laughing. And she goes, yeah, my husband got me that for Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) So we both got the same tarot deck at the same time because we share the same brain. Yeah, it always happens. It always does. So we're going to use those cards to do our reading. And we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Okay. We're back. So we've done our tarot spreads on what is really going on with this monolith or monoliths that are being found all over the world right now. Right. It's very strange. Um, I'm going to go first. I pulled three cards and I'm, of course, using the Nightmare Before Christmas tarot deck. So I got, in this order, the star. Mm. I got the Knight of Potions, which to you tarot readers out there is equivalent to the Knight of Cups. And I got the Ace of Needles, which um, also to you tarot readers out there is the Ace of Swords. So what this means to me is the following. The star is a card of being in the dark about something. There is a great optimism and hope and passion around something, but you quite can't see um, what it is. You just know it's on the horizon. There's something that you're striving for and working towards. So to me, I think that this is where the inspiration comes for this monolith. Now, the star also means looking upward to the sky. Yes. <laughs> Holly, I was just going to say aliens. Aliens. It's the star. It could people. be, it could be aliens for sure with the star, <laughs> but yeah, it's a card of hope and optimism and excitement and love and healing but it is a card of not having all the information but just filling yourself up with optimism and hope for what is to come the next card is the knight of potions and that is usually referring to a person in particular 
I suppose in our case, it could be an entity, but we'll go with person. Um, it's usually a male and he is an artist. He is creative. He is um, very much driven by love and passion. And he, I believe, has this inspiring insight to create and put his art out into the world. And he has a message that he wants to impart to the world. Oh, so it's a movie producer. Yeah. <laughs> and then we end with the Ace of Needles, which to me is is an upsurge of of epiphanies it is revelation of what is really going on around these monoliths so i believe the true nature and message of the monoliths will be coming out yes and we will all become enlightened by what it is they're trying to tell us with these monoliths and they're going to be exciting it's going to drive action people are going to be inspired by it and I agree with um, definitely the Ace of Needles or Ace of Swords being that because yeah. it is definitely, we are going to know for sure I think what so. these monoliths are all about. So I there agree. won't be any sort of, oh, what is it? What is it? So we definitely will find out soon. I think so too. Um, okay. That's awesome, yeah. Molly. Yeah. Really quick, I've got the tower really? starting out. Interesting. Okay. Um, my other cards are the Eight of Needles. So the Eight of Swords. Okay. Uh-huh. And I've got the Eight of Potions. So the Eight of Potions represents the cups. Eight. Okay. And and so it's funny because like the swords and the cups are themes that you had also yeah. in your spread. Yeah. And um, the tower is the card right before the star. Yeah. And the tower represents destruction and complete um, transformation and change. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it could represent that these... Um, Tearing down of our old tearing, ways. Tearing, mm-hmm. tearing them down more will get torn down or whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but it also means that um, it represents building a new tomorrow, building yeah. a new um, a new world. Right. Yeah. With aliens. With aliens. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> and then, the, and then the, the Eight of Swords is really feeling trapped, which we all fe- felt in 2020. Yes, I don't, we did. Um, Depression. You know, being trapped in mm-hmm. our situation, yeah. in our thing. And I believe that these um, monoliths could be a way to heal the planet um, and to release us from the traps or to represent um, just hope that people have because the last card is the Eight of Potions. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and that is really trying to move forward and with a dream and inspiration when you've kind of given up hope. Right. So I think whoever this is, to me, it points more towards representing um, a statement, right. an artistic statement. I think so too. That um, whether it's, hey, yeah, we're going to transform our world into robots and technology <laughs> with fancy mirrors. Right. Shining, reflecting everything. Right, right. Or, um, or look at yourself. This is why yeah, they're shiny. That's so you right. Can see, you see your reflection in them. <laughs> Or it's, um, yeah, it's a movie promotion or something. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think, too, with the um, Eight of Swords or the Eight of Needles, in the case of this deck, is that you might have a lot of this person that are putting these monoliths out there have a lot of anxiety and stress because it's getting a lot of publicity and maybe that was never the intention, (laughs) but they're getting a lot of publicity for it. And then they're a little freaked out because people are angry about this. It's scaring people. It's causing people to wonder if there's aliens coming. Like it's, it's creating a lot of anxiety too. 
Yeah, and it's weird. I, I doubt it would be one person, right. but it sounds like whoever this messenger is will right. be this male right. you depict announcing yep. what, what the, all this means. So yeah. maybe it will be like um, a spokesperson. Perhaps. Finally. Yeah. Um, but no, mm. I don't. I, I think with the star mm-hmm. card, that mm-hmm. still could mean outside involvement from uh, yeah. a paranormal spot but my cards Good. don't speak to that as much right right yeah so, we'll see i guess i mean i, I we'll check in again i think the chances of it being aliens are very 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 low <laughs> <laughs> so i think it will be revealed soon just like you do that it is some kind of person or group of people that are out there putting up these these art structures and they have a purpose and, a, and an intent behind it and we will know what that is right soon enough. but if it is the aliens you didn't hear that yeah <laughs> <laughs> not from us yes so anyway we'll find out you guys this is um we're gonna start doing tarot readings around a couple of our different topics so we'll uh we'll put our our um reputation yeah. out there to see what happens maybe we could be wrong we're not seeing we're always yeah. right we could be wrong but yeah. we're gonna see how it goes yeah and just you know you're safe we'll never use the ouija board never. <laughs> yeah we don't believe you're fine in the demonic ouija you're board fine. okay <laughs> take care all right bye Until guys next week bye bye as the flames die down do remain undaunted though all hitchhikers are ghosts and all dolls are definitely haunted guys be sure to follow us on instagram our handle is at fireside phantoms if you have a spooky story you would like to share with us send it to firesidephantoms at gmail.com and you may hear it on a future episode